This show is produced by Sharebird, the knowledge sharing platform for the fastest growing teams. It's the place to get on-demand answers to your questions and learn from leaders at the top of their field. Want more advice and insights? Check out sharebird.com. Shout out to our sponsor, Clue. That is Clue with a K, the leading competitive enablement platform for product marketers who drive revenue for their business. Clue helps you collect, curate, and distribute competitive insights to enable sales and revenue teams to win more deals. Share real-time insights across your organization with Clue's dynamic battle cards delivered everywhere your sales reps live and allow them to contribute insights directly from the field. It's competitive strategy as a key lever of revenue. Elevate your role and outmaneuver, outplay, and outmatch the competition with Clue. Welcome back to season four of the Product Marketing Experts podcast. Today, I am really excited to have Mary Sheehan with me, the head of product marketing for Adobe Lightroom. Welcome to the podcast, Mary, and congratulations on the recent launch of your book, The Pocket Guide to Product Launches. I'd love to dive deeper into the topic because product launches is a topic that, of course, everyone in product marketing touches and owns and runs fundamentally. But first, we'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and how you got into product marketing. Hi, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me. It's so fun to reconnect with you and be back on the Product Marketing Experts, where it all began. This is such a wonderful podcast. I'm just thrilled to be part of it. My career can be traced back to early days at Google when I was an account manager. I started out of college, didn't really know what the career path I wanted was, but got a job at a tech company. And as a lot of us started in this path, took the job that was available to me when I graduated, coming up on a recession. So took this job and realized there were a lot of parts I liked about it, but there were a lot of parts that I liked even more, such as objection handling, creative storytelling, narratives, And I felt, wow, there might be a part of this in these sales decks that I'm creating for my current job that I could actually scale and do more for my full-time career. So I started poking around, did a lot of informational interviews, and stumbled upon a little-known career path at the time called product marketing and was able to interview and get the job. And then it was kind of a, you know, trial by fire from there. I got to work on a number of amazing launches competitive intel, packaging, pricing, naming, all of the amazing things that we see from the product marketing side. And once I was in, I was pretty hooked. So it was, you know, one of those stories that I think a lot of us have where I was able to make that transition at a a company I was already at and learn the ropes and have a pretty soft landing. And I'm so glad that I took the risk and made the jump and Now it's been something that I've been really passionate about ever since and have continued on. And what I'm really happy about now today is that there's so many more resources about product marketing than when you and I started in the game. I felt like a lot of it was self-taught or you, if you happen to have a really amazing manager, which I did, you would learn a lot, but there weren't the communities that we have today, like Sharebird, there weren't courses on it, there weren't books on it. So a lot of it was self-taught and now it's kind of fun to see and look around at all the amazing content that's out there that we're able to share. So happy to be a part of that now too. 
Absolutely. And I totally echo your statement. And it's phenomenal to have the likes of Sherbert and, and other communities as well just emerge and surround PMMs. But it's also just phenomenal to have the likes of experts like yourself, you know, give back and create content like your book to really guide through product launches. As I was reading the, the book, I came across the launch learnings throughout your book, the, the, these call out insightful tips for everyone to really uh, I would say build momentum for their own business or their product that they maybe lead. And so I'd love to start with go-to-market strategy for maybe newer PMMs or even PMM experts alike. How do you advise that folks start to build out their GTM strategy? Where do they even begin? Yeah. So in the book and in general, I think the ideal way that you can start is by understanding where you are on the path in terms of strategic readiness. So do you have the goals that you're hoping to hit? Do you have something as basic as the positioning and pricing for this product? Do you have the date at which it will launch? So do an assessment of where you're at and where this is coming down the pike. My ideal way to plan for any type of go-to-market strategy is to look at the year ahead, to understand what's coming down, where are there bundled launch opportunities that we can see to start tiering those launches out to understand, you know, what's the major launch that we're going to have here? What's the, where are there minor launches or medium launches peppered in along the way? So look at that calendar view and then really start to allocate resources. I think a lot of us know that it doesn't always happen like that. So say you join a team midstream or a product launch gets kind of thrown on your, your lap, you start where you can. You know, I think all of us that have been in the field for a while have probably had the experience where you find out something is launching in two weeks or a week. <laughs> Guess what? You start where you can. You do that strategic readiness. You understand all of the same things, but you're maybe doing it more rapidly and trying to prioritize and understand, is this something you want to put your marketing resources behind? And is this something that's going to be a really big deal? So I would say just take a step back. You know, Ideally, you have this beautiful roadmap, this beautiful plan, but if you are handed something and it's kind of last minute or you're coming in work stream, just do what you can to be able to understand what are the foundations of that launch and what are the things that you need to do to really move the needle for the audience that you're trying to hit. I love that. We've both spent a fair amount of time in software product marketing more specifically. And there's, I think it's fair to say, a ton of updates that that come from respective product teams, especially in software. So deciding how to invest that time and GTM energy can be a challenge, frankly, for new or experienced product marketers alike. And you mentioned tiering. We'd love to maybe dig a little bit deeper. How do you think about the distinction of tiering and bundling some of those launches together so that we as product marketers can be effective to the organization and the broader market? Yeah, such a good question. And I'll give an example of a startup I was at prior to my work at Adobe. It's called Social Chorus. Now it's called First Up. And I think I did about a hundred launches when I was there in the year plus that I was there. And this was a situation where I was coming in midstream, middle of the summer. They already had a calendar plan of everything that was shipping. And I really tried to assess what the biggest needle movers for our audience were going to be. And it turns out that there were about two things launching in that year that were the big deal that were going to be differentiated for us that were going to be things that were press-worthy, things that would really change the game for our customers. So those were the sort of 
tent pole launches, if you will, that I really oriented around. And then I built our calendar out from there. So I think sometimes when you come into a new organization and if product marketing is pretty new, half the battle is actually explaining what a tiering system is. So spend a lot of time meeting with the executives and also meeting with the product managers and sharing with them kind of the basics of a tiering model, which I mentioned, you know, minor, medium, major, but you could do gold, silver, bronze, whatever you want to do at t-shirt sizes. I think they're really popular as well. And you basically create a list of activities that you're going to be able to resource for that tier of launch. And also, I think something really important to think about with those tiers is what the market can really receive. If you treat every of 100 launches as a platinum launch, that's your biggest deal, your customers are going to stop listening to you. The media outlets are going to stop answering your emails. So you really need to think about in terms of prioritization, which are the things that are really going to be important and impactful for your business and for your customers alike. So I like this model of, you know, let's call it gold, silver, bronze, where gold is two to four throughout the year. Silver, you can have, let's say five or six, a quarter. And then you have your bronze, which you can actually include as sort of minor releases. And they can, you know, there can be as many of those as you need. And they each thing has kind of a different activity that you do. So just to kind of illustrate that a little bit more for a bronze launch, which is just a minor release, maybe a button is moving or it's a bug fix or something that, you know, is a small customer request has changed. You can do an in-product notification. Guess what? That's a launch. There are also companies like Launch Notes, which help you consolidate all of the messages that you need to get out there about these, these improvements and give them in the way customers want to receive them, either through an email, digest, or in product. So figuring out a way, what is the communication you need for this? How are you going to get the message out? And you can have an in-app notification as well. So those are minor, and that might take 75% of the things you're shipping off the list. Then there's silver. And if you work with a sales team, which you often do with software, there's usually a level of sales documentation that needs to happen for these. You know, what are the, what's the comm doc? What are the talking points? Do they need a couple of slides? Is there maybe a blog post or is there a natural theme that you can bundle several silver launches together that really makes sense and you can talk about them in a bigger way? So just really listing out what can you actually accomplish for a silver launch that will Get the message out, but maybe not be the, the biggest thing that you're doing. And then finally, the gold launches. Like I mentioned, I created this tentpole strategy around the two big launches that we're having that were about six months apart. We made one around our big customer event. So everyone in the company was really talking about that. The other one, we had a really large press strategy to make sure that we were going to market. And those are the things that you want everyone at your company from the BD associates to the CEO to know the talking points down. So spending a lot of time on the messaging, spending a lot of time on creating all of the assets that people will need to promote it, whether they're sellers or on the accounting team, they need to be able to talk about it internally to kind of share that, let alone all the assets that you want to create to get that out into the world, whether it's a blog post, a website refresh actually getting, you know, press or maybe having white paper content or webinars. So really just taking a, a stock of what are the activities you can do? What are the things you want to do for the big launches? And then go from there. So hopefully that wasn't too in the weeds, but my book is very tactical like that. And it's chock full of little examples and actual channels you might use. So if you like that, <laughs> the book has more <laughs> information.
information. <laughs> I love it. I love all the examples in the book because it's extremely helpful for, again, whether you're a new product marketer or experienced product marketer alike to remind yourself of a lot of these tactical tips that you can, that you can pull off. One follow-on question to that, uh, how long in your experience has it taken you to execute one of the gold launches versus a bronze launch? I think as we implement these tiering systems, as we think about these tiering systems, driving that cross-functional alignment and that expectation setting is critically important internally. So curious how you think about that. Yeah, that's such a good question. I think about the bronze launches as creating the right machine to get those out. So once you might take you a little bit of time, a few weeks even to create the right machine to get those in-product messages out or however you're going to do it. Um, or creating a process even, even if it's not something that's going to be automated for you. But once you create that, that should just kind of be like a copy, edit, update from the product marketing side. Maybe there's a couple of other details. So that can be a turnaround in two days or a week if you need it. The higher up you go in the tiers, the more customized the launch becomes. So ideally for a big launch, you would have about six months of planning. Um, I've you know done it in a quarter, I've done it in nine months, but I think that having at least six months to get your ducks in a row, plan an, an amazing event, make sure that you're strategically aligned with all of your internal partners, get customers who have done the alpha or beta testing to speak on your behalf, to do case studies with you. All of those things have significant lead time. And sometimes often with those bigger launches, like when I was working at AdRoll, I'd involve the design team from a really early stage. So we would create a new design concept around the launch. And that would usher in a new website design that we would have as well. So sometimes there's these partnerships that you maybe don't think about that if you're just trying to throw together a, a gold launch within a month, you can't possibly actually execute on them. So I, I think the closer you can get to your product team, the earlier, the better. And having that ideal state of what is our one-year roadmap can help you really put things together. Of course, dates are going to change. You know, you're going to have a big asterisk that says this is not set in stone. But having a way that you can make sure you have generally in mind what the big themes and the big important moments are going to be for your customers is a way to enable your success. Completely agree. And and that feedback loop between product and product marketing, of course, is so critical to that. I think we've all experienced challenges and setbacks as a part of the launch. In the book, I believe you mentioned, if I'm remembering correctly, that you've worked on, I believe it was 240 launches. I haven't actually counted the number of I've la I, launches I've worked on, but I'm sure it's a fairly similar number. And how do you recommend you know, any PMMs, whether you're brand new or experienced alike, to kind of handle those challenges or setbacks during a launch? There certainly hasn't been a launch that I've personally worked on that hasn't had some form of setback. So I think everyone experiences it. Yeah, I thank you for saying that. And I think that that's the dirty secret about product launches is that they're not going to go according to plan. <laughs> so the calmer you can stay during this period and the more planning up front that you can do, I think will help you anticipate things that are unexpected. So if I was to pinpoint where things have gone wrong the most, I would say there's probably two buckets, communication internally and timing. So I think the communication internally is something that you can really start to affect as a product marketer. And that's usually our superpower, you know, influencing, connecting the right team. So a really important thing to do early on is to establish a core team 
who are the drivers of this from all of the different departments, whether it's the product team, you as the product marketer, do you need someone from legal, biz ops, design, making sure you have a really tight knit core team that's going to be driving those decisions. Then you have that next layer out that is the accountability phase. Those are the folks that are going to be your champions. They're not the doers, but they're making sure that you have the air cover to do what you need. So your boss or sometimes even the executive staff. And I always like to throw in an executive champion, someone like the VP of Eng, so they can make sure that things are are moving along. And then you have your kind of thinking of, I'm visualizing it for your, your podcast listeners here, but there's sort of like concentric circles where Outside of the drivers, you're also having those that you want to consult and that are not in the inner core of making the day-to-day decisions of the launch, but they're closely partnered with you. And they're going to be working on a lot of the content you're producing or helping you with a lot of the data and analytics or helping get the message out to the various teams that need to hear it. And then finally, there's informed. So that's everyone else that needs to be informed. And for those big launches, it should be everyone in the company. So figuring out the right cadences I think within that sort of day seat model that I've outlined is really important to make sure that you don't have any communication errors, like a sales team feels really left out of the loop or oops, you forgot to update the EMEA team on what's happening. You know, those kinds of things are so common if you don't have a really tight communication plan. The second bucket I mentioned is launch timing, and that is an art and a science. You know, I think that knowing your product managers really well or getting to know them and even asking them, hey, where is your confidence on this launching? And are they aggressive? Are they conservative? Do they not have barely a clue of how to set a launch date? So really understanding how they're coming into it and then having them maybe help you back into how they're going to get, okay, if this is going to launch in June, when is the alpha test going to be? Then when is the beta test going to be? Do we feel like we're going to have the confident here, confidence here to launch it? What are the milestones? And making sure that that is really thought through and you are also signed off that this launch plan makes sense with a little wiggle room, especially if it's something that's six months out, making sure that happens. So those are two areas that I see like 80% of launch problems happening in. And if you can just get really tight on the communication plan and also partner really closely with product on those time, the deadline and timing of making sure that launch hits when it's supposed to, you'll feel better prepared for the other unexpected things that might happen to you (laughs) along the way. There will always be some of those unexpected launches, but to your point, the more you can get ahead and effectively plan and cross-functionally collaborate and align, the better off you are. Yes, you recapped it really well. So tactically, how do you, or maybe how have you brought people along in that process, especially with different timelines, overlapping launches, different priorities, you know, I assume you or maybe your product marketing team is pulled in a lot of different directions between doing different things of sales enablement and launches and various aspects. How do you ensure that's all kind of trending in the right direction or going according to plan? Yeah, so I think there's two things there. One is developing your plan, whether that's the roadmap, which should be included in your plan or in your top priorities as a product marketing team, that helps you say no, because you can say, oh, you know what? I can't actually do those 16 one sheets you've asked for by different verticals, because look at all the other amazing things that we're putting together for you and for the company. So one is just having the plan and being specific about what your priorities are. I put that together a number of ways by looking at just market opportunities, competitive intel, but also even doing a listening tour 
where I ask people, what do they want to see from the product marketing team and making sure that that feels like a process where they're all involved as much as possible, or even an internal survey. And then the second is really just saying no, being comfortable with saying no. And I often tell my team members, say no before you say yes to new requests, because that means if you're putting something on our plate, we have to take something else off. So asking and maybe even reframing it with a plan and saying, okay, this sounds like a really big ask from you. What, which of these strategic initiatives would you recommend taking off and letting them really see that this is a decision that they will have to be made as well. And I think product marketers can fall into the trap really often of, oh, I want everybody to like me. You know, I have to relationship build and people will respect you more if you say no and deliver amazing work rather than if you just try to do everything for everyone and it's really half-baked. So that's a lesson I've learned the hard way over the years. And as a woman in tech, sometimes it's, I think it's harder for us to say no. And we're often apologetic of that kind of things. But I've noticed that if I have a strong plan and I am able to really have that confidence in what I'm going to deliver. It just does worlds for the relationship and it helps me stay on track. And we end up building better products and having better launches and product marketing experiences altogether. Couldn't agree more. And it really empowers your team as well in a big way, especially too. One thing you talk about in the book that I love, because I don't think it's talked about enough in product marketing, especially related to our overall department of product marketing, but especially also related to product launches in particular, is measurement. And thinking about how do we effectively not only measure the launch, but the overall group. And curious how you think about measuring the effectiveness of your launch process or a launch in particular and ensuring that you're measuring what matters. Yeah, definitely. So I think about this a lot. And I actually did a presentation on this a while ago called Metrics That Matter. And so that's became a chapter in the book eventually. But I think the thing that really boggles my mind about product launches is that often the metrics or the goals are kind of slapped on at the end. And I really believe that a part of the strategic readiness of a launch should be identifying what those launch goals really are. Is it ARR for your company? Is it product adoption? Is it getting new customers in the door? Really making sure you are aligned with the North Star goal for what that launch is. And then developing the metrics can come, you know, as the launch process progresses and you figure out the channels that you're going to. But for example, if you are trying to get new customers on board with your product because of the, this is the, the goal that you've decided with your team, you need to have a strategy where you're actually reaching out to new customers via email, via digital marketing, via sponsorships at events, you know, what have you, making sure that that channel plan really aligns to the goals that you set out. And then as far as actually putting a number behind some of the metrics, what I really love to do is to, you know, once I have that North Star goal, really understand what the goal is in terms of the number. Saying ARR is fine, but what is the ARR number? And then backing into it with all of the channels that I have. And then that will help you understand, are we doing the right channels? Do we need more budget? Do we need more headcount? Do we need to do another stand-up event? Do we need to put a lot more money into digital marketing? And I think a lot of people get intimidated by this part of the process, but it's not hard. It's not rocket science. It's just really about looking at the historicals, looking at the data that you've seen in the past. If you're launching something for the first time at your company, 
look at what they've been doing elsewhere for digital marketing. If they've never done digital marketing before, look at industry standards. Just try Googling things so you can get an idea of what the impressions are going to look like, what the conversion rates are going to look like for your industry and start backing it in to build up that plan. And that can help you understand, okay, I really need to lean into this part of the strategy. I need to cut this part because it's not going to help us with our goals and have you be laser focused on the things that you're going to want to do. And then what I really recommend to do is to track it. (laughs) It sounds silly, but to track it, not just that first week, but to have kind of an annual plan of how you're going to track those metrics, at least for your big launches. So for, you know, for example, you might want to look out one week out, one month out, then start looking at it monthly and reporting back and quarterly, and then an annual view to see, did you actually hit that goal? I think probably talk about this a lot on your podcast too, but, you know, launches are just the beginning. There is a post-adoption that needs to happen after those launches, but a big part of that is just making sure that you're communicating how the launch is doing and pivoting or iterating if you find that some of those channels are lacking. And so that's why I think it's really important to start to have those building blocks of, okay, these are the metrics that I'm anticipating or the goals I'm anticipating from each of those metrics to hit this North Star goal. How do we actually back into it? And if something's really off, if the digital marketing isn't hitting what you set out to go, how can you fix that? What happened? Is something wrong with the buy that you're doing or the website or the conversion funnel? Look into that. And it's your job as a product marketer to be that investigator and understand how it's working. And if you ultimately are hitting your goal. I know the listeners can't necessarily see me nodding my head over here as you were giving that in but I completely agree with you. A launch is such a critical learning moment and an opportunity to, to, to really drive momentum. So I think you phrased it incredibly well there. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to reconnect with you. And I am so excited about your, your book launching. Can you share with maybe the, the listeners where they could find your book and a little bit more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's available on Amazon. So please check it out. There's a Kindle version and there is a paperback version. And yeah, I think we've talked about it a lot, but I would say it's a two hour read. It's called the pocket guide for a reason. It was really modeled after Harvard business review guides where you can just pick them up and be able to learn about a new topic or even refresh on a topic like we talked about before the show but just really getting comfortable and confident with the launch process, whether it's your first time or you need a refresher or you just want to get some some tips to be more of an expert in it. And the thing that I spent a lot of time developing with this as well is for those that buy the book, there's a website included, which has all the templates that I discussed. So there's go-to-market checklists, there's jobs to be done, scripts for questionnaires. There's a lot of great resources that can actually help you do the things that we talk about in the book and have an amazing product launch so you don't have to start everything from scratch. That's incredible. And it's an incredible way to, to shortcut your learning and, and grow as a, as a product marketer as well. Thank you so much again, Mary, for being on the podcast. This was a lot of fun. I, I personally learned a lot and I think our listeners did too. Thanks, Jeff. I had a blast. Thanks for letting me talk about my favorite topic, product launches. <laughs> really appreciate it. This show is produced by Sharebird, the knowledge-sharing platform for the fastest-growing teams. It's the place to get on-demand answers to your questions and learn from leaders at the top of their field. Want more advice and insights? Check out Sharebird.com.